Hey friends, Kylie here, your host of Dream On with Kylie O'Miller, back for another episode with a fellow gold medalist with Team USA, someone who I'm grateful to have met throughout the lacrosse world, and a boss when it comes to attacking a challenge. Thank you as always for tuning in. These episodes are recorded from a live Zoom webinar that I hold through the KO17 Lacrosse app and are constructed into this Dream On podcast you have found here. I hope you are gaining some insight from these episodes from some of the people I have met through my lacrosse journey that have imposed so much of their wisdom on me. If you're loving our episodes so far, show us some love in the reviews and rate us five stars. Also, be sure to S-U-B-S-C-R-I-B-E. It would mean the world to us. All right, we've got another special guest this week, and I'm pumped to get right into it. Lizzie Colson is this episode's guest to kick off season three, and I could not be more excited for you all to listen in to this conversation. Lizzie is one of the sport's most decorated players with some of any sport's most incredible comeback stories. She's an inspiration to those who follow her, those who line up against her, and those, like me, who are lucky enough to suit up alongside her. Lizzie grew up in Maryland playing lacrosse with her four siblings, was a two-time national champion with the Maryland Terps, and is most recently a member of the 2022 World Championship Gold Medal USA team. Throughout the course of our conversation in this episode, she shares the details of the mental and physical challenges she overcame to get to where she is today, and her inspiration behind fully immersing herself in creating her own brand in L. Colson Lacrosse. Have a listen to a really fun and inspiring episode, and then be sure to check out Lizzie's TikTok for more of where all these laughs came from. Here we go. All right, welcome to another Dream On episode. I'm your host, Kylie O'Miller. We have a really, really exciting guest today, um, starting off season three strong with our friend Lizzie Colson. Lizzie, welcome to the Dream On pod. Yay, <laughs> thanks for having me. I'm so pumped. So uh, for those of you listening, Lizzie is, I can't even read all of these accolades right now, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna list them off and I'm gonna try to do her justice here. But most recently, a world champ with Team USA. Um, go US. <laughs> go US. She's a two-time national champion. She played for Maryland. Um, she's a four-time All-American, two-year captain, which in my opinion, I, I know all the accolades are, are the greatest, but that's a really, really cool accolade right there. Um, she runs L. Colson Lacrosse. Um, she's also a host of a podcast called The Lineup Pod. Um, she was a Tawarton finalist, all of the above. Um, and I'm so excited to kind of just dive into what makes Lizzie Lizzie and um, how she's gotten to where she is today. So again, Lizzie, thank you for being here today. No, thanks for having me. I'm super excited. I, I can't wait. <laughs> all right. So on the Dream On Pod, we always like to, before we dive into where'd you grow up, all that good stuff, um, we like to go off to a good start. Um, just kind of put our best foot forward. Tell us kind of like something that you're thankful for today, where you're at today and where your mindset is as we head into this episode um today I'm thankful because I got coffee with a good friend and that's always you know a good cup of coffee with a friend um we sat outside and just kind of chatted about life and I think that that's like such a special thing um and I'm in Newport Beach I don't know if you meant like physically where I am mm -hmm. right now but I'm in Newport Beach uh, and I'm just thankful I got a nice workout in this morning and then grabbed a cup of coffee with a friend I think that's like such a special like bonding time it was it was great that is a special bonding time. Honestly, it's one of my favorite things to do. I don't know what it is about a coffee shop, but um. I'm telling you, I think like 
boys specifically don't understand that getting a copy is like <laughs> an experience and it's just like so special like yeah I could make it at home but it's not the same absolutely I, I think it's a whole it's a whole experience it's a whole outing and honestly it's like changes the outcome of your day in my opinion yeah definitely. <laughs> but I love that okay so I don't know if this is any different but what is something that you're proud to say that you've accomplished today um today I'm I'm proud of honestly my workout because we got up and we did it early. Normally I do it a little bit later. I like to have like my, I do it reverse. Like I like to have my slow mornings, get my coffee in, you know, kind of ease into my day. And I'll usually work out around like nine, nine thirty. Um, today we're at the studio by like seven. So I'm proud of that because you know, my whole workout routine was finished in the morning versus like late morning. Um, so that was a good small win today. Love that. That was something that I just added into my new, like my new journal that I have. And yeah. it was something that I wanted to like switch around to. Cause I'm the same way. It's usually like late morning I'm working out and I like to, I like wake up and worry about what my emails are doing and everything like that. Mm -hmm. And I want to like switch it around, you know? So that's awesome. I not check my email when I first wake up. I try to journal and we'll probably get into this in the morning. Like I try to just slow my mornings down, but I always find myself like creeping into my email and I'm like stop yeah. just like it's nice to start with the workout and like start on the right foot literally yeah that's awesome okay so let's think about something that you're pumped to go out and chase whether it's with yeah. the rest of today or with the rest of like this month or this year what are you pumped yeah. to chase I am gonna run a half marathon so my next goal I'm pumped to chase that I've been working with my physical therapist like getting a plan set in place um, so mainly my workouts right now, just, I'm, you know, not really training for anything specifically just because us is kind of on like this break and I use like a, you know, a while away. So no, like specific lacrosse training, I would say, obviously I'm always training lacrosse, but in terms of like my goals, I think it's kind of shifted gears to like a half marathon and then we'll see if, I don't know that I have it in me to run a full marathon. We'll see about that. <laughs> So um, right now, just kind of like running a lot, doing some light lifting um, to kind of get me ready for that. And it, we'll see. Yeah. That's awesome. When is the half marathon? So I haven't picked a date yet. Um, we're kind of, we're, 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 it's in the works, the date. We have a couple okay. of we're like thinking about still like pre post wedding, like making that decision. Cause I, you know, you know how life is like, I'm so busy that I'm like, do I do it before <laughs> the wedding? But I don't really want to wait until after. So We'll see. We have a couple of dates in mind, but that's the goal. Okay. Any, any like cool locations? Are they all out in California? Probably all out here. I want to do like okay. a themed one because I think it'd be fun to like dress up and run a half marathon, like thinking about like Halloween or something like that, <laughs> <laughs> maybe in like a Santa hat or something. So it'll definitely be around a holiday, but whether it's Thanksgiving or um, Halloween, Christmas, or like a new year's run somewhere in there. Um, and if not before the wedding, it'll be after maybe like a, you know, St. Patrick's Day run would be perfect. So look at that. I love it. You know, it's so funny. Like I last question about your um, half marathon goals, but yeah. was this something you ever thought you were going to do? Cause I know for me, it's like never been on my list, but as I get older, I'm like, I could kind of see it being something one day. Yeah. I've run like half marathons on my own by accident. Sometimes like once <laughs> I got lost, so I ended up running a half marathon by accident. And one time I was just in a group and I was like, you know what, I'm just going to kind of run a half marathon, but I've never done it organized. And I've never like set a goal and been like, this is what I want to get my time in. It's just been very leisurely. 
So it's kind of always been in the back of my mind. Like maybe once I'm done, I remember in college, I told my coaches I wanted to do it. And they were like, after you're done. Cause I've never like came to the injury piece of it. Like th- there's just a different type of like training for it. And so, yes, it's always been in the back of my mind, but never seriously wanted to chase the goal. And now I'm like, all right, I need a new goal. Like the second the yeah. USO was like done, I'm like, all right, goal time. <laughs> so I totally get that. Yeah. I think, and it's also like you said, like with age, like it's just like, you know, we've, we've chased a lot of different goals. This is something that you can just pursue like kind of on your own terms and training looks right. different for everyone. So you can do it like with your friends and training just like looks different for them versus you, but you can all do it together. I like that. I love that. That's cool. And I think it's like, it's very different to lacrosse, but also really similar to where we, and we'll get into this, but where we like are now in our lives where we do play a team sport, but compared to college, you're training a lot on your own. So like that piece of it is very, um, very exciting and very like comparable, comparable. Um, but yeah, let's talk a little bit about your lacrosse journey. So when did you get into lacrosse? Where did you grow up? I know you grew up with a lot of siblings. So yeah. talk a little bit about that and how that kind of got you introduced to the sport. Yeah. So I grew up in Maryland, like Northern Maryland, and I'm one of five kids and my mom played lacrosse all growing up. Actually, she started in high school. It's so not all growing up, but um, then she went on to play at, in college. She played lacrosse and volleyball at McDaniel in um, Maryland. And so growing up, it was just like always a part of my life. I don't, can't really remember a time that it wasn't. But I didn't start play, playing competitive lacrosse until um, going into eighth grade or going into ninth grade. So just finished my eighth grade summer. So not that that's late, but in a family that's like, you know, so in, involved in lacrosse, I would say it's a little bit late. Um, but yeah, so I started playing competitive going into ninth grade. Um, I played for Scott Walkers and then I went to Manchester Valley High School um, where I played four years there. Um, won a couple state championships. That was fun. And then went on to play at Maryland. Uh, with Kathy Reese and the Terps and that's how I'm here. I love it. So you mentioned a little bit about your mom playing sports. Did your sisters play sports, your other siblings play sports and how was that growing up? Like, was it a supportive atmosphere? Was it a competitive atmosphere? A little bit of both? Definitely both. And definitely sometimes like more competitive than supportive, (laughs) like in the backyard, mostly like playing like stupid pickup sports was where it was like most competitive. But yeah, I'm one of five and four out of the five of us played college sports and the boy um, decided not to play college sports, but he definitely could have. He's, you know, super athletic. But um, I think by the, I always say like by the fifth one, after going to years and years cross games, he was probably just like, I can't handle one more like lacrosse game. So um, the four girls end up playing in college and he um, just went to school. But yeah, we all stayed pretty local. Um, my sister did two years at Jacksonville, then came back East Coast, like um, Pennsylvania Messiah. And then my second sister went to Gettysburg. She actually went to national championships there. And then my third sister went to Mount St. Mary's and then I was at Maryland. So all pretty local. That's awesome. And fun fact, I mean, you had two sisters in the world championship this past summer, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, she played for Team Italy, the one that won the two national championships. It was so cool. Yeah, that was awesome. And I remember like just kind of sitting there um we'll get into like team USA stuff too but we were watching some of the Italy games and yeah. you're like yeah that's my sister that's like her six goals no big deal <laughs> yeah that was really special we can get into that too but it was like nice to be in the backyard and my family could go to both games at the world cup like that's unheard of so that was really cool yeah that's awesome taking a quick little time out from our episode here to say a massive thank you for listening 
Dream On started off as a way to have conversations with some of the people that I've been lucky to come in contact with and really dig deep into what makes them tick and how they've become so elite in their spaces. If you're enjoying these conversations as much as I have been, please consider rating us with a solid five stars and leave us a review. I love hearing all of your incredible thoughts on how we can continue to dream on together with these episodes. Oh, and subscribe if you're feeling cool. All right, let's get back to our guest. Um, a little bit about like how you mentioned, right? A lot of you guys stayed stayed pretty local, so family family first, and that's a big thing. And um, that's definitely, obviously, I can relate to that. Me and my sister both went to Stony Brook about thirty minutes down the road. So, um, what was like what went into your decision when it came to the recruiting process? You said you started playing competitively going into ninth grade. How did that kind of like whole recruiting journey happen for you? And how did you find Maryland? Honestly, like when I say out loud, it's kind of a quick turnaround because I started playing competitively going into ninth grade and then I think like fall of sophomore year. I mean, that was when there was like no rules, you know, like we just lost ourselves a little bit, but like, I think going into sophomore year is committed. So, or I'm sorry, fall of sophomore year is committed. So like that turnaround time was so fast. And that was because up until eighth grade, like I didn't know if I wanted to play soccer or lacrosse in college. And I loved both. And I was like really serious about both. And so I kind of like, didn't really know what I wanted to do. Um, but then there was a lot of opportunity in lacrosse and I just fell in love with the sport and the team that I was playing for. Um, and then honestly, like come sophomore year when I was visiting schools, which is like crazy to say, um, yeah. uh, I was just visiting a bunch of schools and I remember I like didn't really want to stay local. Like I was like, you know, I'm ready to move out of uh, Maryland. Like I just, I'm ready to travel and I love traveling. Clearly I'm across the country now. Like <laughs> I love the change of pace. And so that was kind of my mindset, even in high school. But then I visited Maryland, honestly, like Kathy, I've told her before, like kind of like, <laughs> like half-heartedly, like I was just like, I wanted to go somewhere different. And I visited and just like immediately fell in love with the culture and the coaches and the competitiveness of the program. I really only knew at that point that um, I wanted to play somewhere that was competitive. And I wish I could say that I knew what I wanted to do in school and my future, but I didn't. I just knew I wanted to compete for a national championship. And that was a place that I could do that where my family could watch me. And I felt like it was like home. Like I just walked on campus and I left and I was like, oh, mom, you're right. Like you were right. Like I'm <laughs> I can't go anywhere else. And so after I visited Maryland, it was a pretty quick decision. Um, and it was pretty easy, honestly, for me. That's so funny because it's sounding like a lot of similarities to my story as well. And so funny that you said, mom, you're right. Cause that's what I remember thinking too. too. Like just, <laughs> just just go visit I know it's down the road and it's not really what you want I know you want to get away from me but like just visit see what they have to say and yeah. same exact story it's and really so cool funny. to see that right yeah yeah, yeah. It's like funny <laughs> I hope you roll your eyes rolling in campus you're like I know I'm not gonna go here but that's what I tell all my girls now I'm like you truly just have to keep all your options open because you don't know like it's just you really just have to keep all your options open right and especially like the ones that you really are just like eh, I don't think I'm gonna like it like just give it the time of day. And sure. if you're right, you're right. Cool. Like then you yeah. can just knock it off the list. But, um, you know, worst case scenario, you get to visit another college campus, which not a lot of people can say that they do in general. So, um, yeah, that's awesome advice. And I can't wait to get into like all the good stuff that you're working on with your girls. Cause obviously as someone who does it too, like I love that stuff. So, yeah. um, but going back to being a Terp, this is a, uh, one of my favorite questions. And um, you know, being in the space now, like we have so many friends who went to different colleges where when we were there, we were opponents and we didn't really care what was going on in the other locker room. Yeah. 
but now it's kind of funny to hear all the stories and kind of compare and relate and everything like that so um you know I know I have my stories and my traditions from being a seawolf but what are some of the things in like those huddles or in the locker room or on away trips that you know might have been traditions that you'll just never forget you always want to talk about well it's funny because we like literally played each other and we were like oh like (laughs) Uh, Maryland now like you know you're a great teammate great friend and I'm like so excited that I get to play with so it's so funny to like that dynamic shift and I love hearing your stories too but I think like um we do big turf little turf I know a lot of schools do stuff like that where you know you just kind of get this mentor I think that's so special to have going into college um someone who's been through what you've done you're doing right now and experienced what you're experiencing and this huge life change of like a older person who's done it all um that's great to have. I also think like, I, I think the Bagel Shop closed though at Maryland after COVID, which is like heartbreaking. But before every home game, like we went to um, the Bagel Place of College Park and, you know, you'd keep if you got your number, you know, you'd give it to. So if I got like, you know, someone got 25, they'd give it to me and you'd hang it on your locker. And so you just like have all these like little Bagel Place number tags, but it just showed like a teammate was thinking of you. Um, we also made these like blankets for travel trips. So, you know, your big trip would make like a woven blanket. Um, I was like a tie blanket. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, the two pieces of fleece. Yeah, you yeah. <laughs> time together. And that was just something special, whether it was like big or just a tiny little blanket. Um, again, just like show that they were thinking of you. I think like every school just has their own traditions, but you, like you said, you always feel like your school is a little bit more special than the next. Mm-hmm. And so I think just like the culture that Maryland instilled in all of us, like there's so many small things that like go into making that culture and that have just been around. I mean, the school and the program have been around forever. So they have just kind of been around for years and it shows that them not changing. Like, it's just, it's so fun to be a part of. 100% and I, I love that I don't think I've ever heard of the bagel thing the bagel story yeah. which is really yeah. cool yeah uh, I think that's really so sweet it's just like little things yeah. yeah like when someone got your number you're like let's go <laughs> I got Lizzie's number let's I can't wait to put it in her locker yeah. <laughs> yeah. oh that's hilarious and the blanket thing made me think of you said like a, either a big blanket or a little blanket it made me think yeah. of like that uh that trend where you show your baby blanket and it's like literally in in rags like <laughs> It's like a thread and you're like, here it is. It's so special. And it looks like floss. You're like, no, it's special. <laughs> no, I promise. My yeah. my little turp gave it to me. That's so funny. <laughs> oh gosh. Okay. So you won two national championships mm-hmm. at Maryland and you were also a two-time captain. Can you talk about some of the, you know, I guess lessons and things that you learned from being able to be a leader of a team that was so incredibly successful? Yeah. Honestly, my five years, I guess four and a half because of COVID, every single year looked so different for me. And I think that's kind of what made me into the player I am today. Like freshman year, I went through a lot of ups and downs. Like I went into the year as a freshman playing and then kind of talked myself into a rut, had a little a span of like three, four games where I didn't really see the field a whole lot. And then I kind of came back on the field towards the end of the year. And then I started in a national championship as a freshman. And then, you know, came in as a sophomore in a new position. And then as a junior, like I have my position solidified, but I'm a little bit more of a leader in that position. Um, you know, we won another national championship, but my role looked completely different than the first national championship. Um, then as a senior and a captain, COVID hits. And then my fifth year, you know, I'm coming off an ACL tear, coming off a national pandemic or a global pandemic. Like all these things, like they just were so different. So my journey is just very different, I think, than anyone else's, but 
I, I wouldn't change that for the world. Like I think every year I learned something so significant and it just made me who I am today. Like the leadership junior year, although I wasn't a captain junior year, I had a leadership role on the defensive end. Um, and it carried into the next year when I was a captain as a senior. Um, and then just having that, going back to freshman year, stepping on the field as a starter that for the first time in a national championship, you look to those seniors and you immediately like lean on them. And you see firsthand, okay, this is what we need to do to get to a national championship. This is what we need to do to win a national championship. And when you're when you're that close to that um, mentality and you're on the field as a freshman, you don't know any different. You're like, okay, this is what it takes to be a winner. And so you come back the next year and you're hungry for that. And so um, even though I was in a new position, I knew what it took to win. And um, I knew what it took for the team to look like, you know, we we're all on the same page and we had the same end goal. And then, you know, come in junior year, we lost in the semis my sophomore year. Um, and then come in junior at Stony Brook, actually. <laughs> Good time. Not to us, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Good time. Um, and then, yeah, so, so to have that experience and then understand what it takes to win and come in junior year as a leader and be like, hey, this is where we're going. Um, just to lose it all senior year when it got shut down. Like it's just every year was a completely different mentality with the same end goal if that makes sense um so definitely a unique journey but super super uh special to me yeah and I think you know the next thing we're going to get into is is those setbacks I mean obviously we sit here right now in September of 2022 and you're one of the first people who was able to connect with me when I got injured this past summer because of all the setbacks that you've been through and you just kind of like touched on it a little bit in the sense of like the mentality that it's given you. And even just now, like being able to look back and say each year gave me something new and something special. What do you think, like, when you think back on your college career, who you are now as a leader, what do you think are like your biggest traits as a leader or your biggest strengths as a leader? That's a really good question. I think um, some of my biggest strengths first, just like determination and kind of like being able to push through like this adversity and things that are going to like to other people, maybe enough to like deter them. But um, for me, it's a little bit motivating and it's like, okay, how am I going to make this a part of my story? Where for the AC, for me, like the ACL is a big one, obviously, where it was a pretty big step back, but I kind of took that and made an opportunity to say, how am I going to like rewrite this and make this like adversity part of who I am, part of what I've done. Um, and I think the second part that makes me um, maybe a unique or a good leader is just positivity. Like, I think that I am able to come at a lot of situations that maybe some people would see as like terrible or, you know, not something to be excited about and kind of take it as a challenge of like, okay, how can we make this, how can we turn this positive? How can we rewrite, rewrite this situation to, kind of like I was saying before, be part of our journey in a good way, in a positive way. What can we take from the situation? Even if it's like a horrible, horrible game, what can we take from the situation that we can turn it to be positive? Um, and I think that's like an outlook on life and an outlook on sport that um, has really helped me to be a leader. That's cool. I like, um, you know, asking that question first before being able to say like my piece, I guess, because I was going to say the same thing about your positivity and your will to just like, kind of like, almost take those next steps through adversity because obviously I've only known known you for a little while being a part of the U.S. team together but I've known you from a distance for a while 
Um, and just every story I've heard about you is just, she got hurt and she's back, absolutely dominating. She did this, she's back, absolutely dominating. She did this and she's not going anywhere. And that's exactly yeah, what I- go home, I'm like, no. <laughs> and that's the other thing too. Like anytime I ever saw you, you had this massive smile on your face and you still do. And, um, you know, I think that that's something that I learned this past summer and the last couple of years being your teammate is like the constant positivity, the constant like giggles and being able to turn something that's like, all right, this is happening, but let's turn it into a joke. You know, right. bing, bang, boom, all right. that good stuff. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> bing, bang, boom. I think sometimes, um, like there's this fine line between positivity and like toxic positivity where sometimes it is just, I don't know if I can, like a crappy situation to be in and you're like, this is miserable. And you kind of like need to feel that like horribleness and you need to feel that like pain. And then I'm not saying everything's going to be, you know, sunshine and rainbows all the time. Like, you know, it sucks to tear yourself. It literally sucks, but it's not like, okay, we're good. Like let's rally. Everything's fine. Mm -hmm. But it's like, what can we take from this horrible situation and make it something that we can learn from, make it something that is going to be, um, encouraging to others, encouraging to ourselves, make us a better person. So I think there's like a fine line between toxic positivity and like realistic positivity. Um, but I just try to like find that and stick to it. And um, I don't know. Just yeah, no, I completely agree with you. I mean, like, um, I forget who it was. I think it was actually Emily Perrin, um, our yoga and mindfulness um, expert that uh, we kind of chat with all the time. But she said, like, she hates the term, you know, stay positive, just like that term. And that's it. Like nothing else attached to it. Like you said, it's that toxic positivity versus realistic positivity. What's going to help you like through your darkest days, through your toughest times. And I think that's exactly, it goes into my next question, which I was, um, you know, doing a little research before this. And on one of your Instagram posts from a while back, you were talking about one of your most challenging seasons you know, going through that ACL tear and coming back from it and, you know, having it happen on the U.S. lacrosse field and being a part of that. And at the end of the caption on this Instagram, you said, for anyone going through your tough season, I promise you got this. Mm -hmm. So I guess my question for you is when you're in those dark moments, right? When you're going through a long situation where you're ultimately staying positive, but you have a glimpse of like, hey, this is tough. Like, hey, I don't want to get up today or, Hey, I don't want to do this today. Or, Hey, this is really, really hard on me. What gets you through those tough times? First of all, it was really hard for me early to say that this was a tough season for me, my ACL. Uh, I had some of that toxic positivity and I hit a lot of my feelings and I hit a lot of like that draining um, part of going through an ACL tear and being a captain, I was like gung ho on, we were a really young team. I was like, we got this, like, everything's great. I'm off, but it's fine. Like a lot of that toxic positivity was a big part of my early recovery. Um, and so I don't want to say I was never, like, I wasn't always good at this, but I think the first thing to, you know, help you get through those like tough seasons is recognizing that it's a tough season and recognizing mm -hmm. that this is really, really hard. And you're going to be better on the other side of it, but it does suck right now. And then finding people that you can lean on that are going to help you get to the end goals, finding people that are going to support your goals and support your recovery and are your biggest fans and get them in your corner because you're going to need them. That was another thing I wasn't good at. I was like, and I'm sure we're pretty similar in this. We're very determined girls. Like we are 
let's go. Like I can do this mm-hmm. by myself. And you know, like you're running your own business. Like that, that just shows everything you need to know about how determined you are. But a lot of times it's like, I got this on my own, but these tough mm-hmm. seasons you don't have on your own. You shouldn't have on your own. So finding those people that are going to be in your corner and going to support you and then rally with you. That's the next most important step is recognizing it's a tough season, getting people in your corner and then, you know, running through the finish line together. I think it's like such a cheesy and like cliche way to say it, but you really do have to like run the race with people. Um, And so I'm getting people to run the half marathon with me because I don't, I was just going to (laughs) say, you got to make t-shirts that say you don't want to do it by yourself you shouldn't have to do it yeah. by yourself and so I think that that was the biggest way I got through my tough seasons was leaning on the people around me and then expressing how I was feeling a lot of the times like that toxic positivity would keep me from telling people how I was feeling or understanding that it was a hard day or that I was having a hard time watching people you know play football when I couldn't or play games when I couldn't um tell people how you're feeling because they don't mm-hmm. know that you're struggling mentally, physically, if you don't tell them. And I think once you lose, let's say, or if you don't even have the brace, the crutches, whatever it is, let's say you don't even have them. You're just mentally, you're not, you're not in a good spot. If you don't express that with people, there's no way they know to help, right? Like, yeah, we can say check mm-hmm. in on your teammates. We can say to, you know, be a friend and ask how they're doing, but it's also partly on us to be like, I'm not doing well today. I'm having a really tough day. And then because you have people in your corner who are supportive and doing this with you, like they're going to, they're going to find ways to make you have a better day or just listen to why you're not having a great day. So part of it is on us to like express when we're not having a good day and it's totally okay to have terrible days happens. Yeah. I love that. I think that's really important. Um, And I think that's also probably why you're, you know, standing here today as strong as you are, right? And being able to um, give this advice to others, right? I think it's, you probably, when you look back on where you were in your journey, where I'm sitting right now, you probably would have never thought that you'd be able to talk this confidently about this. And I think that's really awesome, right? Even just recognizing those things about yourself too, and just like where you've been in your journey and where you've been able to reach and I think the biggest thing that you've been able to reach, at least in my opinion, is that gold medal. So yeah, <laughs> can we talk a little bit about how I, I know that was like a big, big step in or a big like journey for you because of all of this, right? And because of like that setback and everything like that. Can you talk about what it was like to kind of get that call from, from Jenny and, and yeah. be able to kind of come to come to Stony Brook and be a part of it? Yeah, I think, I mean, you know, the process was long and it was with COVID very drawn out. So a lot of us, you know, we're on the edge of our seat and for us rookies, like it was very touch and go, like, you know, training weekend and this and then that, and then that's canceled. And then we've got to be here. It was just very long and we didn't really know a whole lot because that last one got canceled. So I was really nervous. I was like, this could go one of two ways. Um, And I broke my arm at the end of my fifth year right before training two training camps so I couldn't train and I I kind of was like that sucks but that's like a sign like maybe this just isn't where I'm supposed to be maybe I just need to pivot a little bit and I truly just you know thought that's what was happening and then you know I kept getting invited back and I was like I'm just going to keep going until she stops inviting me and then she never really stopped inviting me and I was like okay I guess that's a good sign (laughs) and um and then come January I got the call from Jenny and I remember I was like driving and I was like hello (laughs) 
where are you right now? And I was literally like about to be like, I'm in the most public spot. Please don't make me cry. Like I'm so like, if you're, if you have bad news, can it just wait? I was in the car by myself, but I was like that nervous. And I was like, <laughs> oh, I'm in the car. And she told me, and I just like, I mean, you know, like that feeling of getting that call is just, it's a dream. And it's something that you work for for so long. And I couldn't even tell you what else she said on the call, but <laughs> she said for like the first like five minutes, like we want you on this roster. We want you to like go for a world or a gold medal with us. Like it's just an unmatched feeling. And it just kind of like motivated me a lot, especially because I missed two training weekends in terms mm-hmm. of like injury. I was, I mean, training out of my mind to make sure that I was in a position to help my teammates um, and to kind of prove that I was supposed to be there. Um, but I think that like, it was just a phone call. Like I'll, I'll never forget. I remember I called my mom like crying just because it had been yeah. such a long journey and thinking back of where I was, I think it was like two years, not even two years before that. I was like, I just never saw this happening. And I think one of the questions we'll talk about is just like, how was it getting that, you know, winning that world championship? And like, I'll talk more about how it felt, but it's, it was like that phone call initially was just crazy. Yeah. And I mean, like going right into it, right? Like how did it feel going from that call? So I, I know the timeline, right? And for our listeners, our timeline was, we were supposed to have a training camp. What was it, Jen? Like right after Christmas of January, so January 2022, right? Yeah. Like the beginning of this year. And we didn't because it was canceled due to the, the COVID outbreak once again. So we got the calls in maybe late January, February, early. Um, and then we went from there to June, right? To yeah. Stony Brook. Yeah. Um, from February to June. And just like you, right. I feel like everyone was just like, okay, we got the call, like check. Yeah. Awesome. But it was about one night of like excitement. And then it was like, okay, I have three months to like prove that I actually belong on this roster and that I can be there for my teammates come, you know, go time. Um, because we only have one training weekend before we head to the real thing. I don't know. How did you feel about all that? It was intimidating. And like, as like one yeah. of the, so there's like a couple crews, I would say in like the US, there's like the, obviously like the vets and then there's like the young, but like still rookies and then like the <laughs> very young rookies. But like, you know, we kind of fall in that middle crew and it was like, I was nervous because like we hadn't played college in a while, but we didn't really mm-hmm. know for me, I didn't really know how to train outside of college because this was my first year doing it. So I was in a really weird spot where I was still trying to figure out my groove outside of college working out. But, you know, it had been about a year since I played a college lacrosse game. So I was just, like, really nervous that I wasn't going to be physically in shape. I was really nervous that I was going to, like, forget how to play lacrosse. Like, you know, like, <laughs> all, all these things are, like, going through your head. But I think, like, talking to, like, the veterans and being like, okay, how do you prepare? Like, I remember texting and being like, how should I, you know, stay ready? Like, with Taylor, like, just being like, how do I stay ready in one-on-one? Like, all those things um just leaning on like the vets made me feel a little bit better but I remember just feeling pretty like intimidated going into it yeah I remember the same and um I might have had what like two years of experience in a sense of like um like training on my own and it just never gets easier it's always just pretty like oh you have that set date and you got to be yeah right you have the set date you got to be ready and you got to figure out how to be ready by then um and I think I guess since we're on the topic, like what were some of the things that you made sure, like, I know you chatted with some of the vets, like, and I think that's really, really awesome, right? Just kind of leaning on each other through it all. Cause it's not easy for anybody, no matter how long, you know, you've been a part of it, but what was some of the things you think like helped you be USA ready by summertime? 
I did, a, I made sure I would always like include some kind of footwork or like lacrosse drills into my training just to like stay confident with my stick and stay confident with my footwork. So um, no matter what kind of training I did, I always kind of like, even if it was just hitting the wall, there was some kind of like lacrosse specific training or just um, a ladder without my stick or with my mm-hmm. stick, whatever it was, some lacrosse specific training that helped me like feel confident in my stick. Like I knew that I wasn't going to feel the most confident if I didn't keep the stick in my hand. So that was a big thing for me. Um, also like working out in a team training based place. So I work out at a gym here that like a lot of like intense, like athletes go to, and it helped me feel secure in what I was doing. And I kind of felt like, okay, this is, you know, where elite athletes are training. Like this is where I'm meant to be. Um, let's, let's hit the ground running kind of thing. And I didn't have that, like, oh, am I, you know, doing the right thing? Because I could just kind of, you know, talk to my trainer and be like, these are my goals. I think Jay was really awesome about setting us up with a great workout plan. But I, you know, I just laid it all out and I said, these are my goals. This is what I do on the field. Like, how can you help me? And then honestly, like between our training and Jay's training, it looked a lot like college. Like I would go in mm-hmm. every day. I do the training that either Jay or my trainer here, like had ready for me. Um, and then, you know, I add a little cross in there and then that was that. And I just kind of trusted the training I had leading up to it and hope that it was enough. Love it. It definitely was. Yeah. Um, so now that we think about like the journey there, everything's come to fruition. We went through our training camp in June um, at Stony Brook and then we move into Towson for, for two weeks. Yeah. And then all that's happening. We're super excited to be there. Games are like literally every day. We have 10 p.m. games because of rain delays and all that good stuff. And I think maybe what are some of your moments that like you'll never forget? And if that's that day of like winning gold and just all of that, like kind of emotion and the whole journey and the whole process coming back to you, like what did the whole, I guess, tournament mean to you? um first like you said was really fast like it was a very fast going tournament in terms of like something every single day games every day practice whatever it was like there was always somewhere to be played a lot of games in a short amount of time um at first I was like kind of bummed about not going like somewhere awesome for world (laughs) cup like I was like oh let's try I mean I told you like if I talk about traveling one more time I was like let's travel let's go (laughs) and then I was in Towson and I was like it's like 30 minutes from my house but I am so happy that it was because while my sister was there and my whole family, all my friends could be there. That was so special. The fact that it was so close to home, like it just felt, you know, natural and it was like easy. And I wasn't like so stressed to be there because like I wasn't in my backyard and I wasn't a comfortable space. Um, so I think that that really was a good thing for me um, because of how fast it was and because of like the demands that we had. Um, but I think it was just really awesome to play these different teams and these different countries that like, you know, they're, they're speaking different languages on the field and it's a different game out there. And I think the rules between AU and world cup couldn't look any more different, but to adjust to both and like understand, you know, the different rules of world lacrosse, it was so special. Um, But then the final game, like I, I remember I cried when I got my medal just because, I was just like overwhelmed with emotions like I can't even explain the emotions part of it was like yeah we just did that that was so awesome like so proud to be on this team also part of it was like I played so many high school games on this exact field like young Liz would be so proud 
like mm. I think I played a state championship game on that field and like that was always a dream so then I put that medal on and I was like like you need to appreciate this and mm. then aside from that there was the emotion of like in the same uniform I tore my ACL under two years ago there's that proud feeling there was just and you know I mean you you know I had a lot of adversity through that like two-week span like there was just so many emotions that I was a little confused what to do with them and I just like started crying and I was like I'm just so happy I'm just so happy but it was very confusing for me like it was like Mm -hmm. it was just a lot of emotions but I think like being on home soil 30 minutes from home with my family there and this special special team like it was I can't even really describe it it was so special I mean special is a horrible word I feel like for it and I've said it 13 (laughs) it was incredible but um lots of emotions to say the least yeah, and I totally agree with that. I think it's it's really hard to describe. And I'm sure that like, I'm sure as a sports person, um, you probably follow all the sports in the world just the same way that I do. And in big moments, people just don't know what to say or don't know what to do or um, how to handle the emotions. And, you know, a lot of people call it indescribable or special or like speechless, all those things. And it's like, okay, can you actually give us something? But no, it's like literally that's exactly how it feels because everything's happening at once in your head. All the emotions are coming out at once. Like it's like relief, but it's also happiness. It's shock. It's, you know, it's all of the things at the same time. And, um, you know, special is the perfect word for it in my opinion. So I'm glad you used it 13 times. Like we looked up at our family and I just remember my mom's crying, probably feeling all the same things I'm feeling. Like, how did we get Mm -hmm. here? So proud like such a journey to get here like and I just remember when I saw my mom kind of like well okay great like how am I supposed to not <laughs> here I go <laughs> before like now I'm crying <laughs> so it was 100% hey guys Kylie here a short break from our conversation to remind you to check in on our social channels you can find little snippets from our episodes on Instagram at at dream dot on underscore pod And if you're a lacrosse stud looking for a unique way to train and develop into the best version of yourself, like our guest here most definitely has, check out the KO17 Lacrosse app in the App Store. That's KO17 Lacrosse. And at D-R-E-A-M period O-N underscore P-O-D on Instagram. Come join the fam and we can keep dreaming on together. Okay, enough of that. We back. Uh, yeah. When you see your mom cry, that's, that's when it goes. Right. I know. I know. That's why I tried not to look for my mom in the stands that same day. (laughs) Uh, that's so funny. Um, well, yeah, I think it was really special to be a part of that team with you and hopefully we have another, another chance at it for sure. So that we can make something extra special, um, second time around, but, um, that's the goal, right? I think, uh, I love it. Um, shout out to that 2022 World Cup yeah. gold medal team. Um, bing, bang, boom. Okay. <laughs> baby. <laughs> shout out Molly. Um, <laughs> all right. One thing I wanted to talk about too that I think we kind of touched on a little bit earlier is like your career outside of playing lacrosse, right? And um, something that I think is really fun, but also sometimes... Um, rubs me the wrong way in a certain way the question is what do you do for a living it's sometimes you too okay (laughs) I never or yeah yeah, I just it's hard to one put it into like one term 
for people that are used to like a one term, I'm a teacher, I'm a nurse, I'm this, you know, um, for us, it's yes, I'm a, I'm a professional lacrosse player, but that's not the whole gig, you know? So um, what is it that I'm going to ask you the annoying question? What is it that you tell people? Um, it probably changes a little bit every single time I answer it. Cause I'm the same way. I'm still trying to figure out what like answers the question quick enough that people like don't lose interest, but also <laughs> totally do. So, um, usually I'll just say like, you know, obviously I'm a trainer, like I'm a sports specific trainer. Um, I do a lot of recruiting consulting and mental skills development for like young athletes, um, who are looking to play at the next level. Um, that's like the quickest way I'll say it. And then a lot of times they'll say like, what does the mental sports development kind of look like? Um, and then I'll go into all of that training, you know, obviously we do a lot of these like group um, clinics and stuff like that. Um, so the quickest way is that, but you're right. I can't say professional athlete because like, it, yes, but like also like, no, like it's, right. it's, it's pretty tough, but I would say that's like the quickest way I do it. It's like a sports specific trainer with a lot of like mental skills development. Yeah. And I think that's, really brave really bold too um and that's like one of the pieces i wanted to get into like obviously running your own business and kind of coming out of college and just being just knowing that you know right now where we are in 2022 hopefully eventually we'll be there but right now in 2022 we can't make a living off of just playing professional lacrosse so you know how did you come about you know wanting to create your own brand and be able to travel like you said and be able to bring this mental skills development recruiting aspect but also on field and off field training aspect to the next generation like what inspired you to be able to to take that leap because it's not an easy one yeah it was definitely intimidating um coming right out of college but I've been doing private training since high school um so that's kind of not that it's all I knew but I knew I was like good at it and I, I hesitated to say that. I don't know why I knew I was good at doing that and I knew I was something that was special um for me and I loved doing it. And so I was like, you know, I also, like I said, loved traveling and I loved this. I have an entrepreneur mindset. Like I love expanding and, you know, creating things and organizing things. And I was like, how, you know, what job can I do all this with? And in a different life, I think I'd probably be like an events coordinator, not for weddings. Cause I'm not going to be in control of the one day that like might make or break your whole life. Like I would never do weddings, but I think I would love to be like an events coordinator. And so I was like, how can I get, you know, that, but I still love lacrosse and it's still a big part of who I am. Um, and so I kind of just started out with like, okay, I'm going to organize my own camps and clinics. And then I was like, well, you know, I feel like I haven't like you, the same way you probably started, like there's enough of a following there that I could probably, and I should probably brand it. Right. I'm not just going to go out unbranded. So you want to use your name, you want to, and now they have the name image and likeness. Well, we didn't have that when I was in school. So I was like, the second I could use it, I kind of jumped on it. And so I knew I was, originally it was just camps, clinics, and like semi-private training. And it was good, but I knew I wanted more. And I knew that like with this entrepreneurship, like mindset and this like always striving to do one more thing. And sometimes like my mom, a lot of the times would be like, do less. Like I always have so much on my plate, but I love that. I need to be doing a lot at once. And so I knew that I wanted more than just trainings. Um, and oftentimes these parents, you know, through my trainings would ask me to sit down with their daughter and just have conversations and just kind of talk about, you know, what stress they're going through and what, what, you know, whether it's injury or just sports stress or training stress, whatever it is, like just talk and just listen and be like an ear for them. And with my background in, you know, sports psych, 
and the internships I did and everything like that, I was able to be that resource for them. And I loved it. Like that was a really, really special part of my job. Um, fun fact, I was supposed to go to grad school for um, clinical psychology. And like three days before I was supposed to leave, literally I, you know, up and started this business. Like it just all comes <laughs> off the place. It's the most Lizzie thing I've ever heard. But my skill <laughs> kind of just like took off and um, everything fell into place. Literally, like I think it was like two weeks before I was supposed to start grad school. And so it just kind of felt like this was where I was supposed to be. And I was still able to focus a lot of this like sports psych without, you know, the schooling. Obviously, I'm not clinically licensed, but I'm able to be a resource and a mentor to these young girls. Um, and I just mm -hmm. kind of take like a holistic approach to training and to sports specific development because it is so much more than physically training. Like there's so much mental like hurdles we have to get through as athletes. There's so much development that has to be done mentally before you can like be your best physically. And so, you know, I just do a lot of team and individual work with these like young athletes who are looking to play at the next level. But I think, you know, I'm always looking to expand. I'm in the works of expanding in a pretty cool way, which I've talked to you about already. Um, just always looking for like what I can be doing to make my job, you know, more applicable to me, but also better for these young athletes who need these resources and want these resources. Um, just kind of always looking for one more thing to add to my plate, obviously. <laughs> why not right I know um I love it I like again see so many similarities in, in me and you and I, I think that's really really respectable just again having gone through it I know that it's not the easiest leap to take right out of college and like you said like literally three days before your future was kind of planned out for you you went a different route and absolutely loving it now you know as much work as it really is and yeah a lot of my like inspiration honestly came from you Kylie like you and Taylor were no seriously no I'm not kidding like you and Taylor were like what like the trailblazers for being like this is my name I'm gonna make something of it like why wouldn't you when when you can do that and when you have the availability availability to like take that route and it happens to be something you are so passionate about like why wouldn't you make that your career because you're supposed to do something that doesn't feel like work and I don't know about you but like I don't feel like I'm working all the mm -hmm. time um but for me, it was like you and Taylor were like trailblazers for that. It made it feel like, okay, I mean, I can I can do this because I did see similarities in like you and I and what you were doing. Um, and so honestly, like, thank you for, for taking that risk. Oh, stop. It's a lot, but it, it <laughs> like helped people like me be like, okay, I'm going to do it. I appreciate that. That means a lot. And um, the way you said Taylor too, like she was, she was that for me, you know, and I looked to like the men's side of it a lot where it was kind of like just dabbling a little bit, but you know, didn't really see much of it in the space other than Taylor, right? And I think that what's really cool and special about our community is that like, there really isn't any competition. It's more like, hey, you want you want something else? Like here, go to Lizzie's stuff. You want something else? Go to Taylor's stuff. Like, right. and I think that's really special because you're not going to find that anywhere else. We just all want to ultimately help these next group of girls be able to, you know, expand beyond what we ever were able to do and what we're still trying to do. Like, or make just right. like being a professional athlete, like that's all they have to say. So they don't have to be like, how do I describe what I do? Like you're a professional lacrosse player and that's cool. <laughs> like we, we are doing that for you guys. Like, I think that there's like a real opportunity there. Right. And a hundred percent. And I think that's, um, you know, my next question too, for you was like, where do you hope to see, you know, maybe your 12 year old, 15 year old girl that you're working with right now, like in 10 years, where do you hope this sport is for them? I think um, 
I, I hope that there's like professional like lacrosse as an outlet. I hope that that can be a thing in 10 to 15 years. I hope USA lacrosse is legitimized a little more in terms of like um, Olympics and things like that, where we're on the cusps, like we're so close um, that in 10 to 15 years, like I really hope that's an option for these young athletes. Um, and I think that if, you know, we just stay the course and we keep doing what we're doing, like it really can be an option, but Mostly, like, I think right now it's just the main focus is that Olympic goal and legitimizing USA lacrosse a little bit more in terms of Olympics. Love it. Okay. Can we talk a little bit about Lizzie off the field? Because uh, <laughs> she's so much fun. Because <laughs> she's so much fun on the field and um, so much fun off the field. And it's so funny because obviously I write notes um, getting ready for these. My dream on listeners know that. And, um, you know, I always want to hear about you know, some projects that you're also in, involved in. I think that's also what comes with the space of our career, right? Like there's always like multiple different projects going on and sponsorships and all these different things. Like what are some of those things that you got going on? Um, right now, can you hear me? I think I just froze. You got me? Okay. Yeah. Um, right now I am, I can't really talk much about it, but I am in the works of developing an app so it's a website and an app-based platform, which is going to come out hopefully pretty soon. We're beta testing. So that's my most exciting and most recent project. Um, but outside of that, I wish I could tell you more. Outside of that, it's, you know, a lot of stuff with STX, a lot of stuff with Unleashed, who I work really closely for, for like PLL Academy and stuff like that, just doing camps and clinics and staffing camps and clinics all around the country. Um, but um, it's mostly just expanding El Colson Lacrosse and doing, you know, more team-based trainings versus some individual trainings um, in terms of mental minutes. Um, just always kind of expanding out closer, but I think without saying too much, the app is the biggest thing, which you guys hopefully will will see about soon. Love it. See, I told you, I didn't even write like plug yourself in there. I just, I just lined you right up for that. Love <laughs> it. <laughs> right there. <laughs> um, and you handled it like a pro. Um, okay, let's talk about again, like outside of projects, outside of work, outside of lacrosse. Like, are we aiming for TikTok fame? What does the <laughs> typical day in the life look like for Lizzie? Well, I put you on my TikTok the other day and it's doing well because, yeah, it's, it's great. So, no, I'm not aiming for TikTok fame, but like, I honestly just got on the app. I don't even know how to work it. Like I'm, I'm kind of, <laughs> it takes me way too long to make a TikTok. Like I'm embarrassed to say how long it takes. A lot of it I just send to like someone else. I'm like, can you just like put this together for me? I don't know how to work it. So no, I'm not aiming for TikTok fame, but I do <laughs> kind of fun. But like, this probably won't shock you, but I was definitely like a Vine girl back in the day. Like, you know, Vine, like, Loved it. Like, of course. So I'm like, I think I can like dip my toes. <laughs> I'm definitely new to TikTok. Um, yeah. I was going to, you see, you have the personality for it though. And you're always on trend. And I do get but, what you're saying about the timing though, because it does take forever to edit. And uh, the TikTok you just posted of me yesterday was from what, two weekends ago, but it's okay. The only person like that, yes, it was so long ago. It's so bad. Like, that's what I'm saying. It just takes me too long. And I just don't have the patience for it. And I don't know. So we'll, we'll see about TikTok. But I do, I don't do like all like the dancing ones. I can't keep up with like those kind of trends. Like, my girls would be like, oh, do you know this? I'm like, no, I don't. But, like, I do love no. like voiceovers and like kind of stuff like that. But mostly I just use TikTok for like cooking or like household things. Like, some are pretty funny, but mostly it's fun. Cooking, a lot of food. 
Okay. What else makes your, like, what else makes your soul happy? Like, what are your happy things? Um, definitely cooking. I love to cook. I also love the beach. Hence why I moved to the beach. I think like taking a walk on the beach, watching the sunset on the beach is an immediate like cup filler for me. Um, going on a nice run is a cup filler for me. Um, quality time with friends and family. Um, that's always going to make me happy. And then, like I said, like a good cup of coffee is, is great. I always happy to receive that. Um, <laughs> I'm, like a good I'm like just going down the list I'm like a good candle is another one like a clean like you know there's yep. just so many but I think my biggest ones are like a sunset um the beach mm-hmm. good runs and good family and friend time that's awesome okay uh last thing that you're probably filling a lot of your time with right now is wedding planning how is that going <laughs> okay actually <laughs> I really love wedding planning like I I'm gonna be sad love it I do but I think this goes back to like that I want to be an events coordinator or I think I could be good at it because I love the coordination of it and I I'm we're done pretty much all we have to book is um transportation and we've been done for wow. a month I want to say so I just I really enjoy it um yeah I, I I think it's been so fun so we're getting married in Florida because we're just literally scattered across the u.s like i'm in california in florida his family's in michigan mine's in maryland like my other half we're literally all over the place so we're gonna get married in winter park like a little destination wedding it's nothing like crazy um but yeah i'm excited and the planning's been fun oh it's awesome yeah that's the only reason i asked about it is because you said you wanted to be an events coordinator so i was wondering how that was that was lining up for you i love it (laughs) going well so far We'll see. Good. I might forget like, oh a really big detail. Like I could see me like getting to like the day up and being like, oh my God, do we have like someone to like marry us? Did I remember to get a dress? <laughs> you know, like I feel like I'm like, I did <laughs> I <laughs> did see a video like that the other day and it was a girl. She was like, I'm getting married in five days and here's a list of 10 things I completely forgot. And I think one of them was like, we have zero food for the entire day of like me getting ready. She's like, I forgot I'm supposed to eat breakfast and lunch before that. <laughs> like no idea. That's going to be me. Like, I think I'm going to forget some serious details. So when people ask me how's it going, I'm like, oh, it's great. Like, I don't know why people complain about this. Then come day, I'm like, oh, no one has chairs to sit in for dinner. So. <laughs> no big deal. I'm like, you can stand. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. We're fit. Stand for us. Um, I love it. <laughs> okay. Last piece before we get into some questions from our KO17 fam. Um, so a little bit of inspiration. I think you've already said some really wise nuggets that we're going to take some quotes from and I'm really grateful for. Um, but from, so like two pieces to this, two sides to it. From a mentor or like a special person in your life, what is maybe one piece of advice or one thing that you have kind of just taken into life and you'll never forget? Um, my mom actually always says like, um, well, I have two. One's like lacrosse specific and one's just kind of like life. But lacrosse specific is, and it's actually my Elk Olsen line, is just play happy. Like genuinely, mm. you should just be out there because you love it, because you enjoy it, and because it's like fun for you. Um, so in terms of lacrosse, like I've always just played happy because, you know, it was never a stressful thing for me. I did it because I loved it. And so that, you know, it motivated me to work harder because I was having fun. And it motivated me to encourage my teammates because I, I loved what I was doing. I wanted everyone else to see why I loved what I was doing. And um, bring out the good in them so that they could also love what they were doing. So I think in terms of lacrosse, play happy for me is like it. Um, and then in terms of life, it's just like 
be where your feet are. And it goes back to me doing a hundred things at once. A lot of times I, I get caught up doing, you know, six different things. I'll be on the phone with one person while I'm emailing another. And I, this reminds me to just be where my feet are, whether it's on the field, whether it's in a phone call on this zoom call, like no matter where I am, I try to do one thing at a time and just be where my feet are. And if I'm not working, like I want to be there. I don't want to focus on, you know, and as a, like a business owner, you're the same way. I'm sure like it's always going to be there. You're always going to be like, Oh God, should I answer mm-hmm. like, Oh God, should I get back to my laptop? But I really try to just be a coffee with my friend this morning and take a walk if I need to. Um, it reminds me to just slow down in a time when like life is moving so fast, um, which I love, but it's not always practical to move 10 hundred miles an hour. So just be where your feet are. I think it's like the biggest piece of advice that has applied like to my life that just really helps. That's awesome. I love that. Um, and you're speaking like straight to my soul right now. So, um, <laughs> and my new thing is I, for whatever reason, have not discovered do not disturb until like a month ago. And it's a game changer. Uh, dude, I don't know. I, well, I like I just thought I just, I just bypass it. Like I just will have it on and yeah. I'll, just, I'll just click out of it. I'm like, that's not the point. Of- <laughs> <laughs> right. And I think I always like thought I was like, to like mentally tough for it I was like I don't need that I just won't look at it if something pops up but then I started doing it and I was like this is fantastic like this is amazing you know it's actually like what I do at PT because I know with previous injuries I would like have my phone on the bike or like have my phone on the stuff that like I needed something to distract me from and now this time around I'm like okay do not disturb if you gotta listen to music you gotta listen to music but like your focus is on your knee right now I think it's like so cool yeah that probably just changes the whole mentality of PT too like it's like not a time to get like emails out when you're laying on the table like this is a time for Kylie to get better it's like work and like yeah practice like that's exactly what it is I actually love that I've never even thought to do that I kind of use the table time as like email time but I I love it's a time for your body to recover and to get better just like practice right and I think that like also comes from right now like like you said, just like practice or like, just like my workout, it's my workouts right now, you know, it's like going to PT. Like, so um, I think it's like, with that. that's so good. Right. Yeah. Right. And I always get like, a, you know, you get a phone call or you get a text and you're like, I have to answer this right now. It's like, you really don't. If they, if you get back to them in an hour, it's going to be all right. You know? Um, but yeah, for whatever reason, I just uh, discovered do not disturb, but anyway, off on a tangent there. <laughs> What is, so on the flip side of our inspiration piece, so you have some good um, like one-liners that have always stuck with you. If someone's following you or looks up to you or you're their role model, what is one thing that you hope that they take from you? I hope that they, not my injuries, but my story behind my injuries and the meaning behind the play happy and the the positivity of what you do um that that it should be fun at the end of the day and we yes you probably want to play play at the next level a lot of the girls I train do you want to play at the next level but why because you love it not because you feel like you have to um I think for me I want people to just take like the joy of lacrosse and remember why you play um that's a big part of what my work is is to remind these young girls like why did you get into it like where are we how have we whether they're struggling with performance anxiety or you know they're they're just kind of forgetting why they started how can we get back to remembering why did you start playing and so for me I want to be like that resource I want to show people like how much I love the sport how much joy it brings me and the people around me um and then 
to the other piece of my story is that like grit and determination that it takes like it doesn't just come to you and I don't want people to think that I just showed up on the team and you just showed up on the team and you know we got picked out of a hat or you know we got lucky like it's so many hours and it's so much determination that's behind it whether you're injured or not like it's not an easy sport mm-hmm. to make it in and I think for for me I want to be you know that fun that joyous player that like it's genuinely having a good time out there but also like I want people to recognize how much work it does take to be at the top level because it's a lot and if you're not willing to do it you're not going to make it so there's a lot of hours and a lot of determination and grit that goes into it love it that balance is so important you know because whether it flips one way or the other if you're too serious about all the hard work or um if you're too joyful then you're not working hard enough like that perfect balance describes you perfectly that's exactly it. I want to just, that's a great word for it. I want to be that balanced player for them. Love it. Okay. So speaking of some of these players that, um, you know, they really wanted you to be a dream on guests, by the way. Um, I put out a thing on Instagram and it was, um, you know, who do you want to be one of our next guests? And it was Lizzie, 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 Lizzie. And I was like, she's coming. Don't worry. Um, (laughs) I promise she's coming. She's one of my friends. I promise. I will get um, her. <laughs> um, so we have a couple questions and one of them from uh, Molly Meg- Megahy. Sorry if I uh, mispronounced that, but do you have any pregame routine or rituals? Honestly, no. I'm not <laughs> at all. Like I, I am not superstitious at all. One thing I do do is I like, before I walk out on the field, I'll tighten my bun. And this is something that I do also when I like make a mistake on the field or when I'm feeling like mentally not in it, even if I haven't made a mistake, if I'm just like not mentally there, a lot of times I'll like tighten my bun. And whether it's before the game or during the game or even after the game, it's like for me, it's that physical reminder to just like tighten your bun and get going, like tighten your bun and move on. Like if you made a mistake, fix your hair and let's go. Like we're good, next play. Or, um, you know, you're going on the field, like, kind of like that look good play good mentality like hey tighten your bun let's do this so it's not that I have like a pregame meal or a song that I need to listen to but it's that like movement of like let's go like let's tighten our bun let's get going um I guess that's like my biggest pregame routine love that I think that's really really important almost like a flush the toilet mentality too for uh for all your um all your mistakes and anything like that that's really cool um, now I'm going to be looking for your bun tighten before every game. You're going to be like, my opponents are going to see me tighten my bun and know that I'm in a mental funk and come <laughs> If you see me, if I'm playing against you, I tighten my bun, you mind your business. It's going to be me in one-on-ones next time I, I get back out on the field. I'm going to be like, oh, oh she just tightened her bun. I'm like, definitely taking her inside. Oh, <laughs> I'm come up with a new like physical reminder and you mind your business. I'm kidding. <laughs> you mind your business. I love it. Okay. Um, what from this is from Kira Kirby. What is your favorite lacrosse accomplishment? I like the World <laughs> Cup is just like I we've talked about it so much, but that gold medal, like it's just we worked for it so long and it was like such a, a big goal. But I, I do feel like that was a different goal that I had and it was not that it was individualized at all because it wasn't, it was a team goal, but you know, you, like we talked about, you get that team months beforehand and you know, you show up to June with a team that you've never played for. And it's, it's great. It's an amazing experience, but I think 
honestly, those Maryland national championships are different for me because it's, that's, that's where you committed to school as a 15 year old. That was the, that was the dream. And if USA happened, it was like a cherry on top of the dream. It was like, you know, you didn't mm-hmm. even really think that could happen, but the national championship was a very probable dream. And so it's always the forefront of my focus. It was always like, I'm going to Maryland and I'm going to win a national championship with this team. And so when that happened and to see it two different ways as like a random freshman on the field and then like a leading junior on the field, like I think those are my favorite, but it's not taken away from like the U.S. It's just very different. And, you know, in Maryland, at Maryland, and you know, you spend every single day with these girls. They see the best and the absolute worst of you. And mm-hmm. that's what makes it like my favorite is because you get to the end of this journey and you've literally fought to the end of it. And you've seen tears, you've seen laughs, you've seen everything together where U.S. is so special, but it's, it's not months and years together. It's a little bit of time, but um, it's just different. Yeah, absolutely. And I love the way that you put that. It was really well said. Yeah. Um, this one is from our last question from our KO17 fam from Alyssa dot underscore lax. Um, who did you look up to growing up and why? Um, I've always been like soccer looking up to. I think that like, you know, the Abby Wambachs, the Mia Hams, the Carly Lloyds of like the world, Megan Rapinoe's like that crew has just <laughs> like changed women's sports forever. And I told you guys in the beginning that I was, you know, I really loved both soccer and lacrosse. And I had a couple lacrosse, you know, people I looked up to, but I played lacrosse because it was fun initially. I played soccer because mm-hmm. I was like, these are the women I want to be like. Like that was the crew that I looked into looked up to. And I remember when Abby Wambach came and spoke at US, actually when I told me so like however many years ago, that was like change that was game changing for me. And you know what she stands for and um like her female empowerment and her just like empowerment to just be yourself and be comfortable with yourself. I think she's probably my biggest one, but that just whole like soccer era, it's just I mean me and Han was a little bit before, but still that whole USA soccer team just like changed everything I think for women's sports 100 percent, and they still continue to too I think you know just kind of following their footsteps it's really cool love that hey guys Kylie here a short break from our conversation to remind you to check in on our social channels you can find little snippets from our episodes on Instagram at at dream dot on underscore pod And if you're a lacrosse stud looking for a unique way to train and develop into the best version of yourself, like our guest here most definitely has, check out the KO17 Lacrosse app in the App Store. That's KO17 Lacrosse. And at D-R-E-A-M period O-N underscore P-O-D on Instagram. Come join the fam and we can keep dreaming on together. Okay, enough of that. We back. Awesome questions, KO17 fam. Make sure you submit those on our Instagram stories for our future guests. Lizzie absolutely crushed our answers. Um, Last but not least, we end with a little segment called Quick Finishes. You know, just like uh, your quick quick stick lefty finishes in the World Cup. Um, (laughs) So it's like a rapid fire round, as rapid fire as you can make it. Some guests take a really long time to answer, and some guests are just like, yes, this is what I, I'm going to okay. answer here. So okay. however you're going to go about it, you ready? Okay, I'm ready. Okay. 
What's your all-time favorite movie? Oh, Mamma Mia, that one's easy. <laughs> Love it. I have. <laughs> I have... That one's easy. Okay, Mama. perfect. <laughs> Go-to karaoke song. Um, put your records on. That's such a good one. Like, who's gonna be sad? That's a great one. one. No one. No matter who's singing it, whether it's you or me. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Pizza or tacos? Um, pizza. I love pizza and pasta. Oh, love it. Okay. What's your favorite place that you've traveled to? Speaking of travel. Oh, um, I went to my grandfather's hometown in Pidliano, Italy, a couple years ago. And that was so special because I literally saw like the house my grandfather grew up in. And so I loved Italy as a whole, but like his hometown specifically, I got to meet like a bunch of extended family. That was really, really cool. And like a trip, like nothing I've been on before. Not lacrosse related. It was just really right. that's awesome um it's like a back to that word special i know um, i need to get a new <laughs> wait i actually we need to again and i was about to call myself on it and i was like let it pass <laughs> no i need to get a new word <laughs> i wasn't calling you out i just like really it's it's been oh like God. the theme of it <laughs> yeah, i've been using special and also delicious a lot like when i eat something i'm like that is delicious why <laughs> so dramatic like it's just it's just a slice of pizza it just tastes good I don't know I love it I'm gonna be on on like the thesaurus.com after this looking for something (laughs) that'll do be be good for special um (laughs) okay what's your favorite TikTok trend oh god see this one I don't I don't know the trend I don't know oh oh no that yeah this dance Okay, we're definitely going to clip that video, but for our podcast (laughs) listeners, can you explain that one? (laughs) I honestly don't. I think it's like called when I move and they're like. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, For those of you listening on the podcast, uh, she's just continuing to do the dance move. So just follow her on TikTok and you'll probably find a couple of videos. Okay, last two. What is uh, one band or, or, or artist that you'd want to see in concert right now? Definitely um, Noah Kahan. I looked into his um, tour and it was like pretty much all sold out or like the Lumineers. Um, I like mm. that one. You know, indie, like acoustic kind of like chill vibes music. I know I don't seem like I'm like a chill vibe kind of playlist, but I <laughs> love like the Lumineers and Noah Kahan. That would be like my number two, one and two. Love it. All right, last but not least, who is someone that you're grateful for? Um, so many people. I'm grateful for so many people. I honestly, I want to say like my fiance because he, like, I just, you know, I think he's like my rock right now in terms of like everything I'm doing. And like, he's my, actually my biggest fan. Like I could fail so badly and he'd still be wearing the Colson 25 jersey. So like it is <laughs> easy to say, but I think like he is my biggest supporter. Um, super grateful for him always. Oh. Love that. We're ending on a loving note there. Um, well, first of all, <laughs> and we're doing the dance again <laughs> on accident. <laughs> Wait, yeah, that's like the word special. I didn't. I <laughs> it's fine. I think you should continue just being yourself. Um, okay, where can our listeners find more of Lizzie? Uh, social media, website, podcast, all the things. Where can they find you? So social media, I think it's just Lizzie underscore Colson. And then my lacrosse specific training and development, all that stuff for my business is L underscore Colson underscore lacrosse. And then TikTok, it's L Colts 
0.025. So again, not I wasn't really trying to like get with anything there, but how would you even find me? But if you wanted to, it'd be L cool 0.25. Um, and then um, in terms of like my clothing brand and stuff like that, that's all on the L underscore Colson underscore lacrosse TikTok, uh, Instagram. So everything's pretty much on Instagram if you wanted to find me. Amazing. Well, Lizzie, thank you so much for taking the time. And honestly, it's not easy to dive into all the little things and all the trials and tribulations of not only your lacrosse career, but your life as well. Um, as we know, it's like the majority of our life, right? So um, we dove into a lot today. And I think that not only I needed to hear a lot of what you said, but a lot of our listeners will too. Um, so I'm very, very grateful to have you as a teammate now instead of an opponent. And um, I can't wait to attack some more goals with you. So thank you so much. Yeah, of course. I'm really glad that I could be on here and like share, you know, whatever knowledge I have and you're crushing the journey. And you know, a lot of what you said, I need to hear too today. So I'm, I'm grateful and I love what you're doing. It's so, so awesome. Right back at you. We'll, uh, we'll do something cool together soon. You heard it here yeah. first, Dream On fam. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Dream on fans. See you next time. All right. Bye, guys. <laughs>